you're going to look at guys as infinitely replaceable as a infinite never-ending supply that mm -hmm. is dehumanizing so they they don't respect you or your time because they don't have to because there's a there's another bus every 15 minutes you're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general this is the come on man podcast and here's your host Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On, Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. You know what to do. Uh, I apologize for the audio in the intro and the outro. My kids are here this week, and trying to record in my office while they're here is a little challenging sometimes. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go record the intro and the outro out in my truck where it's quiet. <laughs> Thank God, though, school starts. School starts uh, in like a week or so. Uh, this is the last week of summer vacation with the kids. So this is this is nice. This is nice. Uh, if you guys haven't done so already, please drop a comment. Drop a comment below. Any comment will do. If you guys are watching during the premiere, sound off in the live chat. I'm not available to, to comment and, and interact with you guys this time because I'm on my motorcycle on my way back from Sturgis as uh, as this is playing on Monday morning. So, but still, you know, sound off in there because any kind of comments, any kind of interaction, if you guys are chatting with each other, that that boosts us in the algorithm. That gets us in front of more men. Um, let's see what else can we do. Let's let's go ahead and plug the beer club. Right, the beer club, beer.comeonmanpod.com. Be sure to get on that. It's only ten bucks. It's a good group of dudes. We're getting lots of guys, lots of interest in it. The last two meetups have been pretty good. We've had a really good turnout for the last two meetups. The next meetup is August seventeenth. So it's only ten bucks a month, guys. It's a great outlet. It's a great outlet for our mental health. You know, if you have problems, don't bring it to your girl. She doesn't care. Bring it to the boys, okay? Guys do better problem solving than it, than they do working through their feelings, right? If you bring it to the to the group, we're going to come up with solutions, right? We're going to come up with solutions. So, you know, for, forget therapists, forget counselors. Definitely don't bring stuff to your girl. Bring it to the boys. I will play a commercial for that. But before I do, let me tell you about my guest today, my brother... My 3% brother, Ryan Kaufman, joins me today to talk about all those flaky whammen out there. There's so many flaky girls. And my man's a pimp too, right? When you see when you see him, if you guys are watching on YouTube, the dude is the stereotypical Chad, right? Great shape. He's got like neck tattoos. He's a bad boy. You know what I mean? Like he has no problem getting chicks. And I've actually met him in person. I went out to a men's retreat. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? It was two years ago now. Went out to Georgia. He and I went to our friend, our mutual friend, Benny's retreat. And man, I've seen him in action at the bar at airports. Like the dude knows what's up, right? He's, his game is on point, but he found himself in a position where all of a sudden, like 90% of these chicks were just like flaking on him. Right. And he was like trying to figure it out. And I was like, well, you know, there's these things that you can do to minimize it, but you can't minimize it completely. Like women are just naturally flaky. You know what I mean? You can't, you, you can minimize it, but you're not never going to get rid of it, right? Even the best dudes in the business deal with flaky women. So it's just a part of the game. You got to get used to it. So we talk about that today. 
And I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Here's a harsh truth that everybody gets upset about online when I say it. They get upset because of their ego investment into the fairy tale idea of love and partnership. They get upset because of their ego investment into the idea that their woman is their best friend, their confidant, and they think that love will conquer all and that their woman will be there through thick and thin. The truth is that as a man, your woman is hardwired biologically and psychologically to want you to be her rock. It doesn't work the other way around. Women do not care about your struggles as a man. They may think they care. They may even want to care, but her evolutionary DNA will not let her care. If you bring her your problems, she will lose attraction for you over time and she will leave. Now, whenever I talk about this, people lose their minds and start talking about men unaliving themselves. The faster that men learn that women don't care about our struggles, the faster we'll save the lives of men. Men off themselves because of their own ego investments in the Disney fairy tale lie. And when that fairy tale goes up in flames, they get zeroed out and they end things. Men do need a proper outlet for dealing with their problems, but going to their woman isn't the answer. Men need a tribe, they need a brotherhood. That's why I created my beer club. It's a monthly virtual hangout for men only. It's a place where men can be men. It's a place where men can talk about guy stuff without having to worry about offending women. It's a place where they can go without having to worry about being called toxically masculine. It's a place where they can go to solve their problems. Because men solve problems, women cause problems, you dig? Visit beer.comeonmanpod.com. That's beer.comeonmanpod.com to sign up. All right, returning to the podcast, my 3% brother and fellow 3% brotherhood admin, Ryan Kaufman. He's a tattoo artist and usually has a lot of really great insights into dating and attraction. Thought it'd be fun to have him back on the podcast to catch up a bit. What's new with you, brother? It's been a while. Oh, man, just uh, just slanging and banging, dude. Just slanging and banging, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about because that's literally all I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh- <laughs> Well, since the, I think since last time I uh, since last time I was on, I I bought a new house. I kept my my kept my other one, so I got tenants in there. Um, I've taken on an apprentice at work, mm. and he's coming along nicely. Um, got some chickens. I got my garden, so I'm, I'm kind of homesteading a bit, a little. Oh, you're you know, a farmer now. Look at you. Don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you have a you have an apprentice uh, tattoo artist. How does that work? Like how do how does someone how does someone get into that? Do it's they just? Tough. There's it's definitely a saturated industry right now. Um, yeah. Persistence. Kid, this kid was just hanging out at the shop a lot. He was actually working with another one of our artists mm-hmm. for a bit as like an assistant. I think he he was looking for an apprenticeship. There's actually a bunch of we took on a, a few apprentices at the shop, kind of in the same time frame. But um, the artist that he was working with. Uh, ended up leaving to start his own studio and and uh, my guy decided to stay and I took him under my wing and said I'll show you the ropes and 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 try to get you there tell you what I you know what I know and my what I've learned in 14 years Mm -hmm. um so yeah you know just giving him assignments and hanging out it's 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 kind of like uh like mentoring him yeah in in a lot of ways but it's not like uh, it's not something like you typically go to school for, right? Like, there's no tattoo schools, or are there? There are, but they're like very frowned upon. You know, like if you were to go to a tattoo school, it would be like kind of like blacklisted from like serious artists. 
Oh, it, that like they that wouldn't help you in your career. They'd be like, "Oh, you had to go to school, fag." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the gonna get me kicked off of YouTube. I'm gonna have to. Learn, the, ta the tattoo industry to... is one of the um, one of the last industries that kind of carries that older tradition of like having a uh, an apprentice and a, and a and a mentor or master or whatever, where you know you're basically um, shadowing that individual and they're trying to kind of. Uh, dump off, you know, all of their life's knowledge on you so that you can take it and, and, and run with it. Mm, okay. Gotcha. So, uh, we weren't really going to talk about tattoos today though. Cause we did that last time. Um, so when we were saying this up, you mentioned having some, having become really frustrated lately with some of these really hot, perfect tens who are just flaky mm. as hell. Right. So, yeah. so, what have you been experiencing lately with that? So having been uh, more or less single for three years or so, and having worked with Benny uh, uh, in the past uh, and having some real success in, in, in experiencing some abundance, mm -hmm. um, you know, I got into a, a relationship for a bit and then got back out. Uh, and I noticed, like, as time has gone on, that women seem to be getting flakier, at least in my experience, mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm kind of taking the same approach and I feel like I uh, know what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm looking for and kind of how to, how to navigate it. it, like getting the numbers or, you know, making the approach and getting the banter going, everything's good, but, um, you know, having, having, some frustrations with people like last minute cancellations or, um, you know, just kind of just falling off, uh, not being able to, to get some of these, you know, a, a certain caliber uh -huh. out on a date. And, um, and I, and I have some thoughts and, uh, what I, what I think that could be where that, where that issue is coming from. Yeah. Like, culturally, you know, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. You were saying that yeah, the other day you sent me, uh, I think it was like three screenshots of like mm -hmm. three different back to back, like chicks saying, Oh, I can't do it. Something came up, whatever, yeah. whatever bullshit. My grandma died for the 20th time. Yeah. Um, and you're saying you're like, I swear to God, it's like an 80% flake rate. Uh, yeah. I, do you it, think that's, that's pretty accurate? 80% or is that, or are you just being like hyperbolic there? I mean, there was certainly a, a, in a, a few month period that I would say I was getting the majority were, were, were flaking out. Like I'd have the date planned. We'd talk on the phone, set a date, set a time, you know, everything's good, you know, not o over communicating, but keeping it fun and, and taking the lead and, uh, and doing all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's frustrating when, you know, let's say I've got, you know, five numbers I've only got three days available, right? <clears throat> so I I take the three that I feel like are highest interest and uh, and try to set set and I set those dates. Now my calendar's full, right? So yeah. I'm not I'm not pursuing anything else. I'm working, and the day comes, and then boom, it falls off. And it's like okay, you know, some I could have had other plans. I could have done something else here. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. So you, then, you were you were saying too before we started recording that you. You're at the point though, like where you, you do have like more numbers than you know what to do with. Which yeah. Is a I don't have enough days in the week, you know, if, to, uh, 
to, to, to get it all in if, if I, if I wanted to. So it is kind of nice to be able to play favorites, yeah. but, um, it's, um, it's, it, 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 I really feel like it doesn't count. None of it, none of it's real until you're sitting across the table. It's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way, that's the way I, uh, that's the mental framework I ended up taking was because a lot of guys get that attachment to outcome. You know, they get super excited and uh, you actually end up getting, when you get pretty good at closing, whether it's like meeting in person, closing on an app, closing, you know, doing the social media mm -hmm. method, uh, you know, whatever social circle, you whatever you want to do to meet chicks. And you get, you, you get really good at closing for numbers. Like that, that kind of boosts your ego quite a bit, but then uh, the trick is getting them in fucking front of you. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating thing yeah. that if, you know, if I get you across the table from me, we're both going to have a great time. Mm -hmm. I know that I have no doubt, you know, because we're doing something fun and it's something that I'm going to enjoy doing and that's going to spill over and that's going to be a good time for you as well. Whether, mm -hmm. whether it goes the distance or not, whether we, you know, whether we don't click, but we have a nice time, you know, it's, it's, it, but it's getting you across the table. And I think it's a lot of, I think other guys are ruining it for the, the ones that that know what's going on, that know that know how to date proper in court properly. Oh, you think it's uh, the ninety-seven percenters out there? That's that's. I, I think that's muddling up the waters a little bit. I think it's a big part of it because if ninety-seven percent of the guys that women are dealing with are not consistent and do not have a plan or are not um, stepping up in a way that. Uh, um, is building attraction and that then women are going to treat everybody kind of like that. Like there's more testing, there's more, uh, and less excitement because it's, you know, it's been, uh, it's been consistently bad, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. it's, ah, well, you know, you know, it's probably going to be just like that again. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think, and so like, yeah, you have a bunch of guys that, don't know what they're doing or aren't really stepping up taking the lead and and uh fumbling their way through and uh that leaves a bad taste in, in in your mouth you know what i mean and women value their time just as much as <clears throat> men value their time i would say you know especially yeah. ones that are in high demand so i think uh they're more hesitant to actually show up either that or or they're just so nervous that they they take chicken out. I don't know. That that's probably part. That's probably a small percentage of them for sure. Where they just like. I've had a couple get... that I that I suspected that was the case that they like had said, "Oh, I've never actually given my number to somebody on the app. I've actually never gone out and met somebody." Yeah. Line and like every they, they get all emotionally worked up leading up to it, and then the day comes like, "Oh, actually, uh, stranger danger." Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Or they just uh, maybe they. Uh, just got done with a divorce. They haven't dated themselves in like 11 years and they just can't get out of their own, their own heads about yeah. it. Yeah. There's, there's definitely chicks out there like that for sure. So, uh, so let me ask you this. And I don't know if we talked about this the last time you were on, but when you, uh, when you set up a date, are, are, do you follow the Corey method where you don't confirm or do you confirm? I like to do a confirmation like the night before or the day, the morning of, um, you know, I liked Benny's Benny's method, which was like, just, I can't wait to see what you pick out to wear for me tonight. Yeah. 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 That yeah, was a good one. I feel like it kind of sets a frame 
um, it's it's flirtatious and it's not um, it doesn't come off as like, hey, are you are you coming? You know, it's it, it's yeah. just assuming that the date is on and it and uh, and uh, it's going to prompt a response. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you know if they were thinking of just ghosting or flaking out, you know, they'll on the heels. Oh, actually, as a matter of I was just going to text you, uh, you know, something came up. My grandma died for the 20th time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, and, and going back to what you were saying about uh, what you were saying about um, these chick, these chicks uh, f- uh, flaking out on you and, and not getting uh, too excited about having a number and stuff like that, man. Like, because I and I, I I look back on it, uh, I got fl- I got I got canceled on a lot. Yeah. I got I got canceled on a shitload, and it was just like that's that's one of the reasons why it did get to the point where like i didn't get excited for closing because i got really good at fucking closing yeah i was i was i was closing i was setting up dates for the entire week and um and i just got to the point where it was like uh okay cool close another one and i remember you know initially in the in the beginning of the group like i would actually post like hey this is how you do it boys you know i'm closing and but like probably like you know you were saying uh, you know it's probably a good at least 25 percent of them would would cancel last minute and so i got to the point like and that would that would fucking just really take the wind out of my sails and i finally just got to the point where it's like okay cool i i closed i got a number i got it or i got a you know i got a yes let's go on a date i got a date set not gonna get excited for it and that's why like i would do the confirm confirm you know, cause I gave them an out. I knew like they were going to flake anyway, if they're going to, and yeah. you know, and so they would, they would cancel. I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, and I <laughs> had other plans light up, you know, to do. Yeah. It's, it's good to, to be, I mean, that's where the like attachment to outcome comes in. I, yeah. I find like, yeah, when, when I, starting off, like if you get a match, like you're like, <laughs> yes, like that's like the big thing, but then you real, then you realize, Oh man, then maybe they're not going to respond to your message even. So then you start getting, you know responses to your message you're like oh i got a live one you yeah. know and then you know if you you know, can't get the number but then you get that number and again it's like all right it's real now but it's not you know what i mean because yeah. anything can happen up until you're 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 out on the date and it's 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 nice to to kind of have a backup plan or at least know like okay if this doesn't if this doesn't go through tonight then i i'm gonna i'm gonna do this instead you know what I mean? I either have yeah. this project to work on or I'm going to go hit my buddy up or I'm going to go out and take myself out to dinner and go do some karaoke or something, you know, like just go yeah. keep it, keep it rolling. Um, yeah, but, that, yeah. That, that was one of my things too. Like I would always have, uh, and, I, and I was just talking to a, a Patreon client of mine uh, earlier tonight about this, but that was my big thing. Like I would have set things I did every night. Like, okay, Tuesday night is uh, bowling night. I'll go bowling. If, if I don't have a date lined up, it's bowling night. If it's uh, Wednesday night, I'll go meet the people at run club. If it's Thursday, I'll go down to karaoke night, you know, like whatever. I always had, I always had like my go-to thing that I had planned if I didn't have a date anyway. And then if a chick flaked out, it was like, oh, well, I guess it's bowling night. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've found it's it's helpful to. Well, I, I do oftentimes my majority of my work is done from home, like all the mm. prep work for my projects. Yeah. So I've always got artwork I can do. And if I get it done ahead of time, then that's like I'm ahead of schedule. So I can um, takes a load off of me. But 
like I'm a slut for karaoke. So when I moved up here, like I learned <laughs> on, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, I know where karaoke is. And uh, so I'd go out and that kind of uh, loose, like loosens up the, the, the social gears a bit, you know, and you're going to see some, sim- some similar faces and gets me out of my shell. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that was kind of something that I, I'd either have some artwork I could do, you know, karaoke night that I could go to, or, you know, some show I'm catching up with, or, uh, what I started doing, um, which has been really beneficial. Like if I, if I didn't have plans in the evening or if something flaked, go to the gym, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. After. And instead of, instead of coming home and twiddling my thumbs and, and, and sitting in, in the dark or whatever and watching TV and kind of doing nothing. Yeah go do something positive for myself and go to the gym and, and at least get a pump on. And, and I was like, you know what, this is probably better. This yeah. Better for me than it would be to go, you know, drink three Corona's and, and, and make small talk with somebody that I'm not, that I'm t- comes come to find out. I'm not really feeling. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've talked about it on the podcast too. Like one of the reasons why I even started the podcast was it gave me an outlet of something to do. And mm-hmm. if you, if you go back and listen to the very first episode, it was, it was literally called she canceled on me yeah and it, and it was uh it was i had a i i was thinking about doing the podcast anyway i remember i had reached out to to uh, uh chris kokoski and you know said hey man i was thinking about doing a podcast with the guys in the group and you know is that okay and and so i i i had already planned on starting the podcast i just didn't know when and i didn't you know know when i was going to record it and and then yeah chick fucking canceled on me and i was like well because I'm fucking doing a podcast, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> that might have been the best flake ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, launched this whole this whole thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I think that's her, that's probably the hardest thing for guys is dedicate an episode to her. <laughs> All What's this that? for you, you should dedicate dedicate a, a podcast to her. You know, <laughs> that to that way. girl. I don't even remember what she looked like back then. I think I think it was she was a cute young thing though, like you know, like in her twenties. A lot of the, I found that uh, like you talked about, um, like the real hot ones are usually yeah. The I hit a wall, like I, hit, I found I like it's the, the young young ones were always the worst. Well, it's hitting the know? glass ceiling with with what I would what 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 I would say would be like physically nines and tens, and mm-hmm. and under thirty year olds being mm-hmm. probably the flakiest or just the, it was like, it's like pulling teeth trying to get a conversation going or keep, keep the engagement or to, to it just, I felt like every step of the way um, they were just non-committal or flaky and kind of uh, not taking anything seriously. It was, yeah, you know, like I'm, ob- I'm obviously like trying to bring some value here and what whether this is we're just gonna hang out and have fun or if you're looking for something more substantial like you know i think a lot of a lot of the younger girls and i and i think it's a lot of the um the culture social media and you know western modern feminism and kind of the narrative that's getting pushed out right now and filling people's heads with uh with a, a bunch of romanticized garbage that's um just not true. <laughs> it's it's not true, and it's not making anybody's life better. Yeah, you know, across the board. How uh, how old are you? I don't think I, I don't know if I if I ever asked you that. Thirty seven. 
You're 37. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, w- one thing I found just for me too, like I would follow the, the, in, like uh, guys don't have to do this. Right. It, I think this is kind of an arbitrary rule, but I would always follow like the half my age plus seven rule. And I found that yeah. just worked so much better for me t- because, uh, man, the chicks that were younger than that, they were really fucking flaky. They were, they had like no concept of anybody's time. And I also found too, like what you're talking about, like pulling conversations out of, out of chicks. I got to the point where I don't even fuck if, with it. Now. I don't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't either. If I, I'll, if I'll, I, I'll like troll them before getting off the, getting off the chat. Did, like, oh, wow. 10 out of 10 texture over here. You know, like way to go. Nice job. Like, does that make pretty- you feel better? I guess. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like doing that kind of stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't think it's going to change their behavior, but I, so I will. I was watching some video. I don't yeah. remember who it was, but, um, it was talking about flaking and the issue being women are flaky because they can get away with it because they know that there's some other guy right around the corner. That's going to give them the attention. And, yeah. If women actually felt like flaking would affect their love life, they wouldn't do it. But there's no consequence. Yeah. So I'm not saying uh, punishment. And, you know, obviously the only the only thing you can do is just remove your attention, right? But if it, you got guys that are like, oh hey, I, you know, I can't make it tonight without any you know, backup plan. Oh, it's okay. Everything's good. No worries. Just let me know when you're ready. Da, da, da. It's just feeding that, that, that ego of, yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm always, he's still there. You know what I mean? That's I, why I, that's why I don't like, I didn't like uh, Corey's method of like, if a chick canceled and just be like, okay, no worries, perhaps some other time. And then trying again a week later, I was like, there's, I mean, I think in, the, it, there is something to be said for, at least the first time, like giving somebody the benefit of the doubt, giving them the opportunity. Okay. I'm going to trust you the first time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that your word is bond or that like what that you're saying, what you mean that something genuinely came up or you're just not feeling it. Maybe it's that time of the month and you don't want to say it, but like whatever the case may be, like yeah, to trust the actions over the words and, you know, not, and not become emotionally reactive, not, uh, but to not make yourself immediately available either kind of like wait and see are they going to propose an alternative date yeah um you know i i one of my my response would be like okay cool like like i'm sure i'm sure you'll make it up to me mm-hmm. you know? and then kind of that's cool i'm sure i'm sure you'll make it up to me you know what i mean and yeah, like yeah. see how they how they um react to that react yeah to that you know if it's like oh yeah yeah sure yeah of course or you know, it's more enthusiastic. That, that might be an okay way of dealing with it. I know other guys, uh, they'll, they'll just put it back in their court be like, okay, well hit me up whenever you're ready. Yeah. That's generally kind and of that. And that's, a, I would say that's an acceptable way of doing it. The the way I did it, I would always follow Christopher Canwell's method though, where it's like, if, if she cancels and it gives me an alternative time, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we could probably do that. If she cancels and then just doesn't say anything like, like, like the three that you sent me, they were, they were just straight up fucking canceling. I just wouldn't reply to that. I just, yeah, I stopped replying to it. If anything, yeah. I'll give it like the thumbs up, like, got it. Cool. But yeah, it doesn't warrant a response because they're not moving the chips forward. So there's no point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
that's the way I that's the way I always looked at it too. I just got to the point where I'm just like, mm, this doesn't even warrant a response, and I just move on to the to the next chick. I think a, a, a big thing that guys guys do wrong, and I say wrong uh, because doing it this way, I think it just just sets them up for failure more. Is uh, and you're not you're not doing this because none of like pretty much none of us in the in the group do it um, this way, but. Guys will get the sniper mentality when it comes to like let's say dating apps where they'll they're 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 trying to get matches, they're trying to get matches, they finally get a match, and then everything else fall off. They just let like even if they have multiple matches, uh they'll they'll strike up conversations and then uh they'll get one chick that's sort of interested. So then they just like okay, none of these other matches. You, know, you gotta keep you gotta keep you got to keep that that uh, that ball. Well, the rolling. other the other thing is, too, I think it, yeah, it keeps your conversation and your banter better. Like I can remember, or yeah, remember, there's times where, like, I might have like three or four conversations going on simultaneously, whether I've closed a number or it's on an app, yeah. or whatever. And they're coming in like at the same time, like I'm talking like simultaneously. So now I've got four conversations that I'm not attached to. You know, because it's so I'm in banter mode, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm and uh, and you're you can have fun with it. You know what I mean? You can yeah. and, and you're taking your time and responding because you're on you know talking to somebody else or whatever, and it just keeps things, um, you know, you're not like yeah giving it too much attention to yeah soon, and it and I think it comes across in in the the sub the, the sub communication. Mm-hmm. That, like you're not overly focused on this one conversation and pouring your whole energy into it. You're just kind of like a busy guy having some fun with it, you know, playing ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's, uh, that actually was one of the things that makes it better is because you're not, you're like, you know, a lot of guys that they'll send a message off to Susan and then Susan doesn't reply back for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. They're and they're, they're just like, waiting yeah. for her to reply is they're like their anxiety is building up when is she gonna reply oh my god and i and i and i know this because i used to do that i used yeah. to be that guy before i got into all this stuff i'd be like i'd send a message off and then my heart would start pounding when is she yeah. gonna reply where is she you're... oh yeah. Uh, yeah and then uh but if you're you're texting like yeah like four chicks at once you don't care if susan replies because you're in the middle of converse you know yeah. having a conversation with lisa and lisa is, is talking your fucking ear off and you're like yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Susan did get back to me. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll yeah, get back to her in an hour. And you're, and you're like <laughs> casual with it. Yeah. You don't have any? Oh, what, oh, you must have been busy. You know, like none of that. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a much much better way of of dealing with that stuff. That it, a lot of guys, I think that's like a, a big thing that they just don't quite understand. They think that oh, I'm cheating on her. You haven't even gotten on a fucking date with her yet. You're not cheating on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> It's that there's there's definitely like a lot of that cultural kind of like that stuff gets hammered in in in, in your head that you kind of have to um, break free of that like that mentality of like you know because guys have like word is bond you know loyalty is a is a huge quality of a value of ours yeah generally speaking right like loyal to your tribe loyal to your team loyal to your boys that just kind of that word is bond, right? We're, we're natural. Uh, we want to provide and take care of and keep it all together. Right. Like, so, you know, it's easy to carry that mindset into some girl that like 
you're attracted to and that you would like to see things like progress with yeah. and, uh, and you know but the reality is like uh, until you've had the conversation of exclusivity like she is also single she is not necessarily as focused on her own loyalty because women aren't in, are inherently single mm -hmm. they're, they're natural plate spinners there, yeah. there's, there's no what i heard it recently like women are never completely single there's always some guy that they're talking to or that that is talking to them they mm -hmm. might they might only sleep with one at a time or be invested in one at a time but there's always somebody they, they always got somebody knocking at the door for sure yeah or or that they're knocking on their door but yeah there's always somebody that's i think that the apple of their eye mm -hmm. you know um going back to setting up these these dates with these flaky chicks uh i think you said it already but you typically set up dates over over phone call or do you do a text or how do you normally set <laughs> so it up? i i used to do it primarily over the phone um i've steered away from that not, not entirely i think i think if you're over 30 i'll i'll prompt or tease the phone call in conversation i actually recently it was a, a gal i was talking to i asked her when, when i closed the number and we moved it over to text i just was like so like uh you know do you I, I, do you prefer text or you know or do you like phone calls and this is all just kind of in the small talk chat, but like kind of, you know, yeah, so like, are you more of a texter or do you, you know, like, because I know a lot of people, you know, are weird about phone calls these days. Cause that's my, been my experience. Yeah. Um, and she actually appreciated it. She was like, yeah, I can FaceTime you later tonight. I was like, okay, cool. But, um, I've moved away from, from being so rigid on the phone call where yeah. like, Hey, like you're supposed to like wait the three days or whatever the case is, call them on the phone, but don't leave a message. If they don't pick up, don't do anything. Like I think that it, that has changed because of spam calls, mm -hmm. the amount of, uh, and, and women won't save your number in their phone until they've met you. Yeah. Or until, so if you close somebody's number, even if you like send them a picture with your name and you have a little conversation, and then you let it go for a couple of days and then you call them out of the blue. It just looks like a, like a spam call. And, and, you know, and at the same time, there's also people, especially like on the younger side, but, and I've had this conversation with a number of, of, of people like dates included where we've talked about this and, and across the board, it's like, it's weird. It's abrasive. Like I'm busy. I'm walking around and like all of a sudden you're calling me and I gotta be like on, yeah. like it's daunting. It's too much pressure and, um, and they don't like it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. So they don't respond well to it. And then they might text you back immediately afterwards or something. So what I've, what I've found is better is, um, send like a, a video message after three days, like when I'm in my car or something and I just drop a line and, and, um, at least that way I can communicate some body language and vocal tonality and i keep it light and i'm not asking i'm not teasing the date in the video message but i'm just reopening the conversation that way and then as they respond i might set a date over text or um 
again, like tease the phone call or something. Like yeah. if, if it's far enough out, you know, like I've, oftentimes I only have a couple nights a week that I'm even free. And I think that's another problem setting it too far out, but saying, okay, well, let's, let's touch base, you know, halfway through and like hop on a phone call. How do you feel about having a FaceTime, you know, basically like breaking it up? Like, when are you free for, to get together for a FaceTime? Yeah. And oftentimes pose it as like, so that I can see if I like you enough for a date. And I'm like, well, I just want to see if we buy before we waste each other's time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, going to the, the phone call, setting up dates over phone, text, or whatever. Man, I, I remember uh, early on in the group, you know, Benny was really big on you got to, it's got to be a phone call. And, yeah. and like the book was like, it's got to be a phone call. And, uh, and then I would get flakes and, and Benny was like, it's because you're not doing phone calls, you know, and because I would always set up a date on the app over text, set the date up. And then I would ask for their number and then move everything over to, to text over, you know, using SMS. And then that way I could send voice messages and video messages and yeah. stuff like that. I, I agree. Like the, the, the reasoning behind it is sound. Yeah. Because it makes sense. You stand head and shoulders above every other every other line of text on the screen because body language is 70% of communication as it is. Yeah. And you know, there's the notion of like when a girl matches with you on an app or on social media, you are not a real person. You're a bot. You're yeah. a in a name. You're not real there. There's like a, then once you get a number and you've moved it over to text that it, it, it gets put in a different box. Now you're mm -hmm. in context or you're in the inbox. It's more personal, but still with text, they can't put a, this, this, the, the sound of your laugh or, you know, your eye contact or how, or how you, you know, yeah. how your humor comes across. It doesn't, it, you, you, you can't get any of that across. And I think the, the more appropriate way to look at it is you can't tell from her. True. You know? And, and I don't want to waste my time going out with somebody that's a, like a, a dead fish or something that's like, just got no character. So yeah. if you frame it in your head, of like prompting to try to get, to get a better read on them before you set a date and qualify them as, as to whether you're going to have fun with them or not, it, it changes it. And, and so, yeah, in the last, last few weeks things have kind of turned around there and i found a, a bit of a different momentum with it where i've it's it's an art not a science and kind of yeah breaking, breaking form from being too rigid uh, having rigid rules or this is how it's supposed to be to kind of playing around with what's working and what isn't yeah and, and fine-tuning it and I've, I've been having better um better results and outcomes and i'm not getting as hung up on on the flakes is I'm not setting dates with girls that um, you live and learn. You can kind of start seeing what, you know, from the vibe, uh, Yeah, you kind of see the writing on the wall. Like, okay, this, this person's probably not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say about the, the phone call thing though, is like, I, I, I uh, was getting a lot of flakes right for, for a while. And so I was like, okay, let me try the phone call thing. And I found like I would get just as many flakes with the phone call setting updates over the phone. And so I was like, so I got to the point where I'm just like, it doesn't fucking matter. And I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, 
what I do like though is, uh, you know, I did one of the things I learned from Benny is the voice and video messages. And so I, I was like, I, what I hate talking on the phone. So that's sort of the next best thing is sending voice and video messages and, then, and voice and video messages too. You can perfect them before sending them. Yeah. I, I really like doing. You, yeah. Um, it's middle ground where you can, you can check your work. You can, you can spell check, you know? You can, yeah. 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 So that, that, I like that a little bit better, but to, like what I found though, is like, there's no, there's no like, okay, no, no, this is it. This is the there's way no magic that bullet. There's no magic bullet with that. Yeah, at all. Like the chicks are just flaky. Now, going back to what you were saying too about uh, how many days you set a date in advance. I do think that's very important because I found uh, two to three days, no more than two to three days is best, four max. But anything past four days out, you, you just say, you know what? I'll, I'll ping you in a couple of it's days. It's hard to keep the momentum good. going and to keep that emotional spike there. You yeah. know, got to strike when the iron's hot, right? And like, you set the date when things are flowing, you know, we're laughing, we're having a good time that the natural progression of things is going that, that way. But yeah, if you set it out, you know, a week out that can, that can die down, especially if you're not going to be in constant contact. The, the right. Which we're not supposed to be like, we're supposed right. to, you know, keep texting phone calls, video messages, whatever to logistics. And so you said a, a week out, like some chicks are like, oh, I can't, yeah, I've had, probably, I've had clients where chicks are like, oh, I can't meet up for two weeks. And so the guys will set a date two weeks in advance. I'm like, she's got a flake on you, man. You yeah. better to just set a calendar reminder and say, you know what? I'll ping you in two weeks and then yeah. fucking let well, it go. That's been the, the challenge for me because I am busy and I've got my daughter half the time. Yeah. Um, and I'm oftentimes I have a lot of artwork to do and so there's i've got to make sure i've got some night at least a night or two available that i can uh get my work done so a lot of times i'm or i might have other dates set up and that i think was kind of part of it would be like it was this snowball effect so like you know let's say hypothetically this week is is booked i've got no time but i've just matched we've just exchanged numbers we've just gotten off the phone and, it, and I'm not free because I've got other dates and I've got work and, and you've got work or you might have other dates. So set it for one week out. Okay, mm -hmm. next next Tuesday. Cool. Um, it Because because I'm busy. And so then, yeah, next Tuesday comes. I think I've got that whole week now booked. You know, I've got plans. I've got dates that whole week or, or, or work or whatever else lined up and then come to it and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday fall through. And you're like, fuck, you know, like, yeah, I have, I could have put something else there and it just snowballs. So you think you're busy and your week's booked up, but then you get to the week and you're doing fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah I, I know exactly what you, you, how you feel, man, no, because I, I, uh, I have my kids 50, 50, 50, yeah. and I wouldn't date. I would not date uh, on the weeks that I have my kids. So yeah. it was a matter of like, the week, the weeks that I had my kids, it was like, I was on the apps, you know, like trying to book, book the, the yeah. dates for the following week. And then the following week when I did my kids, like those were the date nights and man, it's it, 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 when I found that, okay, it's gotta be about two, two to three days out. Just like, man, I've got to be good at closing chicks and setting dates pretty much close to the time when my kids are going back to their moms and I can't be doing it all week long. That, that became a fucking challenge, but it, you know, it's doable, but it's like, you gotta be <laughs> really good at sales. You know? It's an art and you've got to, you've got to work. Everybody's schedule is different. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
I mean, I've, I've let things go that like there was a, a good connection, at least in, in the early stages, but just because our, our schedules don't line up, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's too much work. And even if I were to, we, we kind of, you know, finagle some things to get out, you know, this week, that's still an issue that's going to present itself, you know, long-term. So, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and at my age, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of women have kids, you know what I mean? And it is, it's, it's tricky because, you know, I got my daughter, so it's nice to have somebody who understands what that's like. Um, you know, but then, you know, the, the younger gals that don't have kids are either looking maybe to have more, which is not something that I'm interested in, or mm-hmm. they're just, um, they're flakier. They're not there. They're still kind of in their woo girl kind of you know thing. And that's not necessarily what I'm, I can't hang with that anymore. I'm getting too old to be out in the in dancing and, and, and taking Jaeger bombs with a bunch of, you know, 20 year olds. Like, yeah. That's, that's one of the, that's exactly one of the reasons why I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to the fucking half, half my age plus seven. It just works. What is that? What am I? I'm 37. So what's half of 37 is. Oh, don't make me do math. I'm going to have to pull a calculator here. So 37 divided by two is 18 and a half. Plus seven, seven. 25. 25, 25 and a half. That is, that is my, that is my favorite age. I like a good 25 to 27 year old. Yeah. But again, this generation, I'm they're either. I see them as like sevens or eights where like, I'm not real. I'm like, yeah, okay. I like, I'm clearly the catch here and I get you out. And, but I don't, but, I, I, I'm, I'm swinging down. I feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like too easy. And I don't, and I don't really feel like well, guys, sh- guys should be swinging down a little bit because yeah, of the hype, because of agree. hypergamy, I but, agree, but not yeah. so much. And I, you know, if I'm looking for, if, if at some point I want a partner, if I'm going to date with the intention of kind of moving things along and, you know, if I have enough options, I'd like to keep those options high caliber enough that you can add some value to my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you have some some uh, insight or wisdom, or you know, uh, your female intuition is going to somehow kind of see some unrealized potential in me, or to be able to kind of collaborate and kind of. I, th- I think a good woman is somebody that you, if you you can give them, you give them something and they multiply it. Just so a, a younger girl who maybe. It doesn't have her shit all together yet, or like I said, just swinging down. Like I feel like maybe I'm doing doing you more of a favor than anything. And yeah, I don't mean I don't mean to sound like rude or something, but no, I, I hear you. You're you're the prize. That's kind of that's been the, that's been the challenge because, like I said, I, I had I've had no problem kind of getting what I would see as like sevens or eights engaged in, in, in chasing me and reaching out. I got a couple right now that are like yeah. kind of vague. And I, I had I canceled on one cause I like double booked dates last week and I ended up letting one of them go. Cause I was, uh, cause I would have I'd rather see the other one. Um, and she's still, she's hitting me up. You know, when are we going to get together? And, and, yeah. and, and now I'm kind of just like, I'm kind of over it. Like I've like yeah. looked at Facebook. I'm like, let's see but- how you're engaging. You're not really, uh, engage it like she's engaging but it's not engaging me it's just ah, boring yeah, you. you know what i mean it's, so it's like that's been that's been 
fine, but it's the, yeah, that once you get like the eight, nine, ten, these gals that like are physically really pretty, they have some, you know, uh, chops, you know what I mean? Some, maybe some experience. So they, they understand um, adulthood, you know what I mean? They're not looking for somebody to come save them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're tough to get, they're tough to get out because they do. do are you have- treating are you treating these nines and tens the same way that you treat the sevens and eights? Because I think that's key too. Well, I think I would say so. I think so because I keep it pretty straight across the board with the banter, and I don't I don't flirt or compliment or over pursue or double text or keep mm-hmm. my bubbles longer than theirs, and you know what I mean. None of that, but um. You know, and I and I and if they're not uh, pitching and catching with me, I'll let it go, and then maybe wait another week and take another stab at it. But yeah, it's a you know they they got their careers they're focused on, or their kids, or whatever X is in the background. It's you know, yeah. and they've they've come across enough people's dusty ass sons that they're you know they don't they're kind of that's that it's that the narrative now like men are trash kind of thing yeah. you know and you don't need no man and i don't need no man you're yeah. a queen you're a boss bitch you don't need him he better he better fucking jump through hoops and and you're the prize and he's got a you know if he really likes you he would you know and and so these girls are like oh well, you didn't text me oh you're you know you're not you're not jumping through hoops like all of these other guys are and it's like yeah well but you're not going out with them either. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're not doing it for you. You know, because I mean? they're too needy. Yeah, they're right. too needy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so that's the frustration a... is because like I yeah. feel like once you once you can see through the the, the matrix or what you once you see the see the writing on the wall, like you get it. But you, know, you yeah. can't you can't be like, listen, this is what's going on with you. Like, let me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't red pill chicks. It doesn't work. Yeah. I, uh, go back to the sevens, sevens and eights though, that have high interest. Like I am a a firm believer in a seven or an eight with extremely high interest is way better than a nine or a 10 with mediocre interest any day. Like they'll treat you so fucking good. You know, it's, it's, it's another experience altogether. We'll get into that here a little bit. I want to show, this so on in the in the brotherhood i don't i tried tagging you and i don't know if it if you saw that but i put out a a uh i I put out a poll right before this right asking you know what other guys's experiences are right and it's just it wasn't like a judgment like hey man you suck at game it was just like hey what's your experience been so yeah we got we only got 15 votes out of the the 82 members that we have there's so many, some guys in there. They they just are lurkers. I swear to God. But um, they could at least click the fucking button. So we got uh, we have 13 percent that said about 80 percent flake rate. We have 41 percent that say 50 percent, and then uh, a majority said 25 percent or less. Uh, yeah, and and I'm when I'm looking at that, I'm gonna I'm gonna presume just by the nature of the group. And you said there's some lurkers there. Yeah, some of these guys are probably trying to. Lock their numbers up a little bit. Yeah. It's- okay. So so that being said, I, I I asked the same question on Twitter, and I think this is probably more accurate. All right. So yeah, we have go. we have 73 votes, and so far uh the majority say 50% flake rate. And, and so that's a good rule of thumb. That's kind of you know, if I if I were to take my 
full experience over the last four years, um, 50% seems pretty fucking accurate, which mm -hmm. that's a coin. That's a coin toss. Yeah. And so I think it, it's a good, it's a good message to get out though, because we can only be responsible for ourselves and how we approach things as a, as a cautionary kind of coin toss. Anytime you set a date with a gal, like it's a fucking coin toss. Like even okay. if you've played all your cards right and you've done everything, you don't know what's going on in the background. You don't know, you know, if another op better option came up or if their grandmother died for the 20th time, you don't know. And, and, um, that that's just part of it. The same way that when they talk, you know, talk about cold approach, uh, you know, rejection, you have to get, you have to get comfortable or at least accept the notion that that's part of it. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I've, I've been at that point where I was like, you know, fuck this, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm tired of getting, of, of wasting my time on time wasters. You know, like I don't need this, you know, I can, I can get by just fine. I can, you know, maybe take a step back, but at the end of the day, I keep pushing, you know, keep pushing forward and, and, you know, like, uh, and, and there's improvement, there's change, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. it's really easy to give up, but it really is a fucking numbers game. You really yeah. got, really got to, to, to keep pushing until you get to that moment where it starts to gain some momentum. There is, there is a point and it's, and it's, might as well be like a life philosophy, like right after what it's always darkest before the dawn or like yeah. push that, that push through that pain where you want to give up and on the other side of that, there's a snowball effect that happens where, you know, we were having this conversation. This was a, a few weeks ago where I sent you those screenshots. And now like, I'm, I don't know, I've got a, a, a few gals that are like hitting me up. When am I going to see you again? Let's get together. And I'm like, ah, shoot, I got this, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know space for it all they're they're kind of pursuing and then i'm also getting new numbers and stuff and 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 there's natural there's up. natural ebbs and flows when it comes yeah. to dating there's cycles for sure so you're talking about being frustrated stuff like that and um so i went out i went and grabbed my 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 book from uh from dr glover right mm -hmm. Freak. i love this book dude have you read this one i've read it like three or four times i, the, I got, the, got the, the auto i got the audible version so the faq's one Oh no, not the it's his third one. book. It's his third book. Okay, no. So FAQs is fucking great because uh it's literally just like every question that he's ever gotten over the years that he was oh, teaching great. this teaching his his program. And uh and then it's just his replies back to students, right? So it's their questions, his replies. And it's like some of these were are from like 10 years ago, you know? And okay. it's like th these guys 10 years ago are going through the same shit. You know, and that's what I love about it. So, so this guy writes in and he says, as I have several women in play at a time, I prioritize who I like and why, and think about what that means to me. My question is this, how should I manage the numbers? Sometimes when I look at the number of women I've met without finding a really great woman, I'm a little disappointed. I know that I want a wife and a family and I'd rather have that sooner rather than later. I know that I can't rush the beat 
is there any trick or tip on numbers? Is it healthy to pay attention to them? And so Dr. Glover says, yes, it's a numbers game. While there are a lot of great women out there, there are only a few who could be a great match for you and you for her. The odds of you meeting are pretty small. That is why you have to be testing all the time everywhere you go. I also got discouraged at times with dating too. This is what I like about Dr. Glover is because he's been through the same shit and he'll, yeah, he's honest with himself with it. as above it. Or... Yeah. So he's like, I also got discouraged at times with dating. A lot of single women are really flaky. The ones who look like they would be great are often the ones who bail the quick, quickest create the most drama or cannot get all the way in. This can be discouraging. When I was dating a lot, I tended to cycle on and off with my dating. I always made my work, my personal life and my guy friends, my top priorities, no matter what. Ironically, I met most of my significant girlfriends when I was not looking for a woman or actively dating. No matter what, your attachment to outcome is going to cause you to suffer. Your desire to find a great woman, get married, and have a family sooner rather than later creates an agenda that you will try to plug women into. And mm -hmm. I promise you, this will always bite you in the ass. So yeah, I think that, that's a big thing too, is a lot of guys have that attachment to outcome. They, they want a wife. They want a girlfriend, right? And you got a cat there is that yeah. i got my dog over here she's all sneezing i have to keep hitting yeah, mute i'm not paying attention to her so you know how that goes classic uh yes so <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned more about women from this cat <laughs> oh yeah 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 my my female cat's the same way she'll come up and like i'll be in the middle of something and she'll come up and want to cuddle on me and i'm like all right you're right let me put my phone down let me pay attention to you for a little bit you know <laughs> So and then it, it, my, and my girlfriend does the same thing. She climbs on my lap and I'm like, all right, fine. You know? All right, fine. Let's give you a little, <laughs> let's get you purring a little bit. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Dr. Glover, I mean, he's, he, 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 he really, you know, sort of uh, hits the nail on the head there where he talks about, you know, these guys, they have this, they, I, I want a girlfriend now. I want a girlfriend now. And it's because they have that attachment to outcome that they try to plug every potential date into that role. And it's like, you got to let that go. I recognize sort of flow and happen naturally. Well. Yeah. What's I, can that? Relate. I can certainly relate because again, when I was recently single and I was working with Benny and uh, the coaching program and, and working towards abundance, like I wasn't quite sure exactly what I wanted. And I think, it, you know, in hindsight, looking back, like I probably just wanted to get my notch count up. I think I just wanted, whether it would be for that validation or that ego boost, or just to kind of figure it out and be in the trenches and really get out there and see, see what was, what's out there and what I, and what I am bringing to the table and how, and kind of working out the kinks, that, no pun intended, um, mm -hmm. that, <laughs> uh, that that's where a lot of the success came from because I was just, it was just hang out, have fun, hook up, rinse, recycle, repeat. I, I, you know, anytime things got close to looking like they might go to a relationship, I, I kind of, you'd bail or, and, and then, you know, I got in a couple short term things. I got into a short thing with uh, a girl that, you know, I checked all the boxes on paper, but I felt like something was missing physically. I wasn't, I wasn't all in. And then, um, and then my ex came knocking around and we kind of gave a, gave a go there. And I learned another hard lesson and kind of after that, I was like, okay, I'm done, done. Like I, I do not want, uh, you know, to, to, to go down that road. And, 
I went overseas for like a month and I met a, met a gal out there and did kind of this like open long distance thing where I was, I was still taking dates here, but we were talking. I, I actually kind of let my guard down with her a little bit. I was speaking with my buddy, Lewis, you know, Lewis. And, you know, I think he recognized that um, I was never going to find a relationship if I wasn't open to being open with somebody, right? Mm -hmm. if I was keeping everything kind of surface that I was never going to feel connected to somebody because I'm just kind of playing the game. And so, you know, by chance, I connect, I connected with, with this girl. She's, she was really great. We, we vibed well. And um, I got a taste of kind of that companionship that, you know, somebody really genuinely caring and loving me and, and, and have, and for the first time in years, like really feeling those feelings again, that I thought maybe I was just, you know, jaded or broken in some way that like, I wasn't capable of, of experiencing that kind of like, Oh man, I really like this girl kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. and then that didn't pan out more so logistically than anything. It was long distance. And then she, she had her, her own issues. And, uh, I was going through a, a lot of transition with the move and stuff. It was just too much. And I, and I cut it, uh, and we're still friends. We still chat here and there. Like she'll pop in every couple months or so. And, and it's all good vibes. But out on the other side of that, having gotten a taste for that companionship and that connection and like, oh, man, like that felt nice to feel genuine feelings and not just feel like I'm, I'm a fuck boy or something. Mm -hmm. like, oh, man. Like, I think when I started dating again, I was dating with more of a focus on let me find a, a partner mm -hmm. and I think that I was sub communicating kind of a, a relationship focus mm -hmm. you know? and um yeah if you uh if you're somehow putting out that vibe and that's that's one of the big things that I found uh I struggled with before I found this stuff right because I found it it was really easy to get to get dates it was really easy to hook up but I couldn't keep chicks longer around longer than three or four dates and it, when i look back on hindsight it was because i was i was the one like pushing for a relationship being like okay yeah. where are we what are we doing like is, is, are we a thing are we a couple <laughs> you know we like pump the brakes on that anytime and, and kind of in a in a teasing way like okay you know play your cards right maybe we'll get there but right now we're this is dinner this isn't the chapel so let's treat it like dinner and not chapel kind of thing like yeah yeah um yeah. So, you know, it's also allowed me to kind of reflect on, on, um, you know, like, uh, from my past experiences, like which qualities, I'm I would be looking for, for somebody that I might consider a relationship with as far as, um, and, and, and what my values are, apparently as it as it turns out like punctuality and and and, and integrity and having uh, having your shit together and being able to keep a date mm -hmm. those those that's important to me somebody that that is uh, respectful and a giver and somebody that shows up you know what i mean somebody that is yeah. considerate and not just looking at dating as far as what can they get out of it 
or looking for somebody that they can take from or that's going to make their lot better but somebody that genuinely genuinely sees going into relationships from a place of mutual giving yeah you know um so that's also helped me kind of it's like instead of getting as frustrated with flakes or somebody that is displaying flaky behavior it's just a turnoff which is a which is a healthier adaptation of that it's cool good get out of the way you're taking up space for for you know but for something for somebody that might might be better rather than getting hung up which is the same trope of you know guys that before they learn this stuff chasing you know what i mean and 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 when somebody pulls their attention away or is this what they, they kind of chase and follow it whereas now if somebody kind of a woman gets kind of an attitude or gets pointing their finger at me and oh you you better apologize like i instead of feeling like i need to really grovel and oh i'm so sorry you're right oh, i'm wrong you're beautiful i love you all that like it's like no that behavior is really unattractive and so i'm not pulling back because it's a game and i'm trying to manipulate you it's because that repelled me in a way and it's interesting to see how when you're not doing it manipulatively when it's coming organically because you value yourself and you recognize like what you're looking for that it, it tends to to work out in your favor yeah when I mean, you're being more authentic with it yeah that's that's a, a, a huge thing i think women are are in in insanely intuitive to authenticity yeah you know whether you think you got you're the best actor in the world like and you got a tight game or whatever if it's coming from a funny place it's going to be like little they're, they're little, all i mean they're always testing too especially in the beginning they're testing for your congruence you know yeah. there's a lot of that stuff and i think a lot of the stuff too where women if they're pushing early or they're at least bringing up relationship early that's a shit test too a lot of times too they want to see how needy you are right or they also want to see if you have other options because you know it, women are actually more attracted to guys that have options and stuff and it's like are you seeing anybody right now and you're like oh no 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 like you might yeah. as well just say i'd never get pussy you know like <laughs> yeah no i've i've noticed that you know i would it's too, super counterintuitive because i would have thought that you know like if a woman were to find out you're dating other people or that uh yeah or is assuming that you're talking to other women that that she would immediately be like fuck you you know like yeah but it's quite the opposite yeah the most high interest girls that i've gone out with have kind of openly said like oh, i know you've got options or you're probably you know you don't have a problem doing you know getting your it's like but when can i see you yeah there's something about it that they're like uh they're in competition with, with each other not with me yeah you know? yeah, so, yeah for sure it's all I, I found a, all of this stuff is just completely counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you totally. have to really just like start by doing the opposite of what you would normally do, and you'll probably yeah. have success. Um, going back to flakes, I, I wanted to read what Dr. Glover says on, about flakes, uh, at least one of the paragraphs, because he's got a whole chapter, chapter 36, flakes. <laughs> so, one of the things he says is because uh, some guy could complains about it and he goes you are discovering the reality of dating there is a reason most single women are single when i was seriously dating i would regularly get frustrated with the flakiness of the women i was meeting it seemed like many of the women i met either wanted to fuse very quickly or they would be there one moment and then disappear 
it, it is the nature of the beast. Try not to let it bother you. Take a break if you get too frustrated, then come back to it. Get set the tone and lead. If they see if they follow, move on at the first sign of flakiness. So, yeah, it's pretty much. The, he says this also too. It's pretty funny. Uh, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Just this one sentence, but he says, uh, "In general, women are wired to want to connect and feel the flow of love, but their evolutionary skills for doing so suck." <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah last thing i wanted to, i wanted to bring up here and then i think we can wrap up uh so so going back to what i was saying about uh you know a, a seven or an eight with high interest is better than a, a, a nine or a ten with like mediocre interest and one of the things he he has a whole chapter on uh attractive women and uh, i'll just read the first paragraph here but he says if you need heart bypass surgery would you evaluate your doctor purely on his or her attractiveness? Or would you evaluate his or her reputation and experience for saving lives? If you were looking for a business partner to help you take your business to the next level, would you go looking for the most attractive candidate you could find and damn their business experience? <laughs> if you need a mechanic to work on your car, would you refuse to settle for anyone other than the best looking person available, even if they knew nothing about working on cars? You know, his, his whole point is I like remember that from his, from, from the book. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the, the interview I, I had with him too, he brought it up there too, but he's like, he's like, do you, do you go for the mechanic with the best ass <laughs> or, or, or do you go with the mechanic with like the most experience in fixing cars? Cause when it comes to like a uh, long-term committed relationships, you want a girl that's not just hot. You want a girl that is really into you, you know? And so that's almost uh, like a, a, a more of a thing that you're testing for because you know all like hot chicks are a diamond dozen but a, you know a chick that really treats you well and puts like investment well, yeah. in and and it's stuff like that is hard to find oftentimes the super attractive ones are the ones that have been super attractive their whole adult life yeah uh, haven't had to develop a personality or conversation skills because people are always talking to them and approaching them and giving attention without without them having to, 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 to develop those skills or needing to. And this is a, a obviously like a broad sweeping generalization, but it's, it's pretty it, accurate. It, yeah. it makes sense that, you know, if, if you grow up your whole life and, and everybody's always you're getting attention, you're getting kind of pretty privilege, you've n no shortage of uh, male suitors or people kind of willing to jump through hoops. And that's the norm for you. That's what you're used to. Um, that like and even the, the 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 asshole chad like you could get that guy too you know what i mean but there's um there's there's, there's a huge even, ego and uh, well yeah that's the, developed with that yeah. yeah so you're gonna look at guys as infinitely replaceable as a as a as a an infinite never-ending supply that mm -hmm. is dehumanizing so they're they don't respect you or your time because uh Cause they don't have to, cause there's a, there's another bus every 15 minutes type shit. So, you know, that's just the reality of it. Uh, I think though, that there is on the other side of that, there's an awakening happening like on TikTok, on social media, where people are kind of starting to wake up to the pitfalls of maybe what they've been told or raised on. And there are, uh, women that have you know gone through life and 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 had enough failed relationships or trauma or whatever and they 
and yield or they're doing the work and come to come to learn some of this stuff and do improve and so now you've got uh you know, uh, you know a few out there you know that are good women that have developed that because they're in good they're still good people out there you know what i mean yeah my so, my favorite are the uh the nines or tens that used to be sixes and sevens well so this so, interesting, interesting, they're, they're humble yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah, like somebody might have lost some weight or it was like an ugly duckling and then they kind of had a glow up for in, in my case, like, um, you know, like my ex-wife grew up in Ukraine and, you know, Eastern, I, at least in my opinion, Eastern and Central European women are beautiful, like across, like they're just, there's a surplus of like beautiful, good looking women. So. That's you why know, a lot of the pickup artists take, like to go to like you uh, take you take one of them out there like yeah. it's like it's like calling somebody like an like an LA five you mm -hmm. know what I mean it's like you're an LA five or an LA six but then you move to fucking Nebraska you don't have this complex of going your whole life standing out and being treated differently or special because everybody looks good so mm -hmm. you don't develop this bitchy attitude or whatever this kind of cynicism so i mean that's kind of where you get like your passport bros and stuff you know is but i noticed with like i said like my ex-wife very good looking girl and um and i thought she was just like like drop dead gorgeous and i remember going out to ukraine um and then looking around was like oh my god they just like come off the line like that this is like that's a stock mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's why she actually had a personality and, and could could hang you know what i mean yeah it was interesting to see after the divorce and stuff and and, and kind of getting westernized like how that can change though because then you do start she, everywhere we go is oh my god you're so beautiful you get she get fed all of this stuff to the point where like she's like i know i'm hot it's like ah there it is you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah. i know I can find a guy anytime, any day of the week. If I needed, why would I learn to change my tire? I could just, you know, bat my eyelashes and get it done. Yep. And it was like, Ooh, well, there you go. You said it right there. So <laughs> I think you're on to something. Maybe I'm still looking for a unicorn, but at the end of the day, yeah, I'm not in a rush, uh, to, um, to settle into a relationship. That's a good place to be. You know, like if you can just, if you just get to a place where it's just like, I don't care, you know, if it happens, it happens. Cool. If not, I'm still, I'm still got, in place. Yeah, I'm having a good much, time. I got yeah. too, too much to lose to make a bad investment. I got a great relationship with my daughter. I got this new house. I love, I got plenty of, of room to grow into that. Um, if, and when somebody comes in here on a more, more permanent fashion, it's going to be because they're, adding some value to that and and otherwise like i'm i can take care of i'm i'm a strong independent man paul are and you yeah myself, I don't you're a sassy that. bish man <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh we're we've gone over an hour here man it's been great catching up where yeah, uh, besides too. the three percent brotherhood where can people find you online uh ryan kaufman underscore tattoo um i work at damascus tattoo company in maryland um, so my whole portfolio is on, on Instagram, Ryan Kaufman underscore tattoo, um, no pictures of my face, but I've got some pretty good work up there that I'm proud of. So if anybody wants to take a look, I'd be happy to share.
Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the, the or, last or time you were on, I showed a picture of your, of like the, the, the one you did with the, the camera you did yeah. like, yeah. The, he has a lot of like hyper-realistic uh, I do, tattoos. I do lot, I, yeah. I play around with a bunch of different styles. My website has some of it too. Uh, Ryan Kaufman tattoo.com. Yeah. Check it out. Cool. All right. I'll, I'll plug that below. Ryan, thanks again for joining me, man. You're, you yeah, know, absolutely. You're always, always a pleasure action. talking to you. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. Ryan, thanks for joining me, man. You know, you're welcome back at any time. This is the second time you've been on the podcast. Always a fun conversation, man. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger, man. Don't be a stranger. Um, man, those women, right? They're so flaky. They're so flaky, but you just got to persevere. You know, it's, you just got to push through that and find other things to do, right? You could spin plates. That's important. That's the best defense against flaky women is having other women. But until you get to that point, then stacking activities, right? Having a routine, doing things that you do normally throughout the week. That is how you get your mind off that thing, right? Like, oh, you have a date lined up on Tuesday. Well, she canceled. Well, that's okay because Tuesday's bowling night. You know, who gives a crap, right? You got to have that kind of mentality to get through this stuff, to get through the hard parts of dating. You know what I mean? All right. I think you guys get the picture. Uh, that's all I got this time. Be sure to like, fave, subscribe, hit those those uh, notifications, sound off in the comments if you haven't done so already, follow me on social media, you know the drill, I don't have my normal doodads here, so I'm just going to talk about that, get on the beer club, it's only 10 bucks a month, I think that's all we'll do this week, and uh, otherwise stay tuned for the beer club credits, and we will see you guys on Wednesday for the live stream. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.